just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you, powered, powered by Bloke Beer, the best beer in all the land, the beer of Australian sport. It's beer for blokes that turn up, turn up for your family, mates, and good times. Make sure to get down to your local independent liquor store, grab a case of Bloke. If they're sold out, just ask politely, hey, could you order some Bloke beer in? They should be able to get some in. Uh, we're in every single liquor legends. We're in every single bottle IGA Plus Liquor, celebrations in New South Wales and Queensland. With that all out of the way, I've got, got the great Roasty, the NRL Roast here, also known as Dean to loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, even they start calling me Roasty. Oh, that, okay, so, so fair enough, fair my enough. My wife doesn't talk to me, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, well, for people that don't know, but most people do, it's the, uh, the NRL Roast, the man, the creator of the NRL Roast uh, on Instagram, Facebook, on X now, Twitter, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, create, you know, really, really good content, really fun content and engaging content, especially for this next generation coming through to rugby league. But, uh, mate, how you been? Mate, I'm just a tad nervous. <laughs> you can't tell. No, I actually, I actually am. Like, I couldn't sleep last night. Like, I get really <laughs> nervous when, uh, when I have things like this and speaking engagements and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, hopefully it'll come across, come across all right. But, no, I'm well. Thank yeah. you uh, very much for having me on. I'll You've got your of, own potty, don't you? I do, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got um, started – I've had it uh, different sort of iterations over the years. Yeah. Done some stuff with Hemi in the past. The and, great uh, Hemi. The great Hemi Goodman. And um, – yeah, just uh, done some player interviews and also um, interviews with people outside of football. Yep. But have have a connection to it, whether it's uh, fans or like we've mm. done some WWE superstars as well. So yep. uh, it's been good, yeah. And then doing some stuff with Donny Sports yep. um, lately. So we're just, you know, chatting shit and, you know, trying to trying to find an avenue that people aren't doing yet. It's hard, but, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, especially around NRL, but yep. just trying to find something a little bit different and, and have our sort of type of humour as well in it. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting, especially in Australia, because you can look to America and go, oh, well, they do this, but the cultures are so different. Yep. So, like, you might create content that, let's say you, you copied Barstool TV one for one. It actually, I don't think it would hit here. I don't think Australian, like, Aussies, even though they're Aussies that like Barstool TV, I think the mainstream audience, they want the Australian version of that, not the American version of that. And because Australia, podcasting hasn't been around for that long, it's not that hard to look at something and go, all right, that's the direction or this is the direction. Obviously, outside your obvious things of like reviewing NRL games, yep. um, you know, interviewing people. But outside of that, it's almost like a broad template that no one really knows yet. Yeah. Well, that's what we actually started doing, like a little bit of a rundown. Like mm. they used to do the rundown. And it's hard being remote, but even back in the early days of Barstool, they used to do it via Zoom. Mm. And, you know, that's how they, they build it up. So if we can sort of pinch a little bit of that mm. and, and do it in a bit of an Aussie way and, and just our humour as well, so yeah. bring that. Um, and I like, even like the Hello Sport guys, they, they're they a bit of a, like a big cat and um, uh, what's he, uh, PFT. Mm. And their show, they have that cockiness and arrogance, and a little bit in a good way. Not, yeah. not, I'm not bagging them. Well, it's, at it's all. said ironically. Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, or Australian audiences are, are starting to come around to that. Like yeah. before, it used to be just you had to be humble, you had to be, you know, don't talk yourself up too much, and, yep. and that. But they're starting to change it, and I think eventually we'll get there mm. in, in in that way. But yeah, um, it'll take time. Yeah, it is interesting to see how the landscape is going to change. Because this generation coming through consuming content have fully been involved in American content. Yep. So it's like the, our generation, you know, we were aware of it. It was kind of the, we always follow it, like five, ten years behind. But we weren't fully immersed in it via the internet. Well, I mean, I was because I was on the internet. But most kids are around 30 years old, 35, 35 
30 years old, weren't fully immersed in it. Whereas like you get a guy like Reese Walsh or whatever, like that's all he's consumed probably yeah. is, is American, you know, kind of sport or content. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting because we'll, we'll obviously keep our Australian culture because it's so strong, but it'll be interesting how that kind of, we have our version of, of that and whether what will hit, what won't hit. Like for example, a perfect guy, if you took Dave Portnoy and just brought him to Australia, would he hit? I don't know. He hits with a niche, like a bit of a niche audience now and like yeah. sort of like the underground cool club. Um, but yeah, he might he might just come across as an arrogant American, right? Yeah, and well, well, like, you know, so I'm rich and I'm this, yeah. whereas like in America, that's like, it's celebrated to celebrate how, you know, good you are or whatever. I, it'd be really interesting. And also vice versa, like if we took Matty Johns to America, I wonder how, look, I'm backing Matty Johns in, to be honest, but I wonder how that would, uh, Americans would respond to his kind of humour. Really interesting. Yeah, it would it'd be good sort of like, um, what, what do they call it? Like a, a test subject sort of thing to do. Mm. Like, you know, Crocodile Dundee back in the days, it, it, you know, it, it took off. But um, the, we've, we have a few Australians over there doing big and stuff. But yeah. it'd be good to see someone like Matty Johns try and do it. Hey, Vegas is coming up. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, I think they are going over there now to do some content. Yeah, right. And then they're going to go back over there later. Another guy, is, is it McAfee or whatever? Pat McAfee. Pat yep. McAfee. He's massive in America. Yeah. I, I reckon, I haven't seen that much of him, to be honest, but from the little clips I've seen, I reckon he probably would make it, like he would be relatable in Australia to a degree. So when during COVID, when mm. um, NRL and AFL were the only sports sort of getting back up and up and running, he got behind AFL. Oh, and really? started commentating and, and he got behind, the, I think, the, the Collingwood Magpies. Yeah. And everyone loved it here. Everyone loved yeah, his takes okay. on it. And so I think a guy like him, but he's he's very humble. He's not arrogant. In, yeah. In a way. He's very expressive, but he's not. Look at look at me. Look at me and yep. stuff like that. Like um, you, Dave Portnoy and stuff like that. So uh, I think yeah, he he'd take off. There would be some that yeah, could for cross sure. over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and even like you go back ten years, like pay TV wasn't as big as what it is now. There's not there wasn't as many sports that you get. You couldn't get like NBA Game Pass and and. League Pass uh, NFL maybe probably 15 years ago wasn't that huge here. It's now starting to take off. You, mm. you, you have more access to more sports and yep. more of that American culture. Mm. Even like you would have when you spoke about the um, Jackson Hastings, he's a massive proponent of the names and numbers on the back of jerseys, right? Yeah. So many negative comments about that, like tradition, can't change it. Right? Mm. And like, you know, everyone does it. And yeah. It's a good way of like getting that. A little bit of American culture, but still keeping our, you know, Australian Australian things. So and let, letting the players build themselves up and create a brand. Mm. So, but you know, the the amount of negative comments on that shows that we've still got a little bit to go before yeah. we can have it take over. Yeah, man. If, could you imagine if you took some of the athletes from America and you just put them in Australia and they talk the way they talk in America? Yeah, yeah. They'd get crucified in Australia because, look. And to be fair, I am very proud of. Australia's look I understand tall poppy I don't like that like I don't yep. like chopping people down but I do see I do like the fact that Australia tries to keep people humble yeah I, I think it's a, a good thing not a bad thing it's but I don't like tall poppy syndrome so I'm not sitting here going we should chop everyone down but at the same time I wouldn't want like put it this way let's say Reese Walsh does a pass and there's like a semi-line break and then he's pumping the crowd, going, I'm the man, I'm the man. Because that's what happens in the NFL. Like, yeah. they're the tiniest thing and they're carrying on. I don't like that shit. That shit is like, bruh, just get your head in the game. Yeah. Um, so it is going to be a balance, eh? You look at, like, the Panthers, like, how much shit they've got over yeah. the last few years for all their, sort of, you know, supposed arrogance of just celebrating. 
I, I look, I understand they have a little bit of swagger about them and they're celebrating and that. I don't think they're that bad. No. I, I, I really don't. I, I, as I said, yeah, a bit energetic, a bit, bit of swagger. And, you know, at the Broncos, we were always taught put the ball down and just get, put your head down and walk back. But I, I, even this is a team that literally beat my team in the grand final. Like, yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think they're that bad. I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I love to see that. You know, I'm a huge American sports fan, so mm. I like that sort of stuff. Yep. And You're a WWE fan as well. So I'm massive. Res- and so that's, yeah. you, know, you know, big... Big pop guys, you know, you know, pumping themselves up. The theatrics of it all. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I love, you know, bring if they can bring that in, like, you know, when they have the the tri celebrations and, and stuff like that, and and massive massive amount of exposure on that. You love seeing those. Um, what what can they come up with? Mm. Um, I do love sports bets. Tri July. Yeah, yeah. It's, fucking it's so massive. Good. So, um, just love seeing the players get involved in that and mm. just expressing themselves, <laughs> like, and when we go, oh, that's a charity. And they don't need money to charity. It's all good. Yeah. But it's like um, if they did that outside of it, yeah, they're no arrogant. Good. Yeah, it's no good. Um, I think like I suppose it's like Australia's culture of we're, we're always the underdog. Mm. So we should be humble. Mm. We should be, you know, like um, we when we're playing on the international stage, we're a small country playing against the big dogs. Yeah. And we shouldn't be talking ourselves up too much because, you know, we're, we're small. So, um, but. Yeah, hopefully things change. Yeah, uh, I, like and to just further that, like, because we are a smaller nation, we need, you know, blokes fully putting the team before themselves. Correct. Yeah. And so that buy-in, there's that. That's where the value comes from. The humbleness is like going, okay, my personal feelings don't matter. Or what I want to do, what is the, you know, what's the environment? The environment is you stay humble, you put the team first, and it seems seems to work when you really compare. I think like New Zealand's probably the best. Uh, per capita sports country in the world when you actually look at the numbers but outside of that we'd be up there surely Australia's up there as one of the best sporting nations in the country yeah I suppose a lot of sport like um, cricket's massive internationally and but then soccer you know is the biggest one of the biggest sports in the world Mm. we're not we're getting up there as well but cricket like um, that's played by billions as well so Mm. we're up there in that but a lot of the other sports that we play are rugby league AFL just played here Mm. So it's but yeah. per capita, even soccer, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Per oh, capita, one hundred percent. Like, and that's that's where even like when we we're good at union, jeez, I can't oh, believe those it. days. Oh my god, you know. So we were one of the best in union. Then obviously we've got cricket, who we dominant as anything in early two thousands. Like that's pretty. That's hectic. Yeah, like the late. If you're a fan of uh, Australian sport in the late nineties, if you're lucky enough to be there, you were just loving, loving oh, life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Mate, uh, how's the off-season been for you? you? You've had an opportunity to have a few beers and relax or what? Yeah, I have been. Um, like I said, a bit, bit nervous, but I, I know that not many people have had a <laughs> cracked a beer on your show. So okay. I'm like, to, to calm the nerves, there's like, what's some of the best beers? You know, there's the airport beer, the, yep. the after mowing the lawn beer. There's nothing better than a There's a wake up after a big night and just have another just beer. Just have one. another one. So that's like <laughs> the 9 a.m. beer. So I'll, just, I'll do that. So here you go. Okay, there we go. See, this, this is why it says buy a fan for the fan on the NRL roast on his page. Truly buy a fan for a fan. Oh, he's nailed it. Beautiful. There that's you go. Later. <laughs> hopefully, there go. hopefully it doesn't tip you over the edge where I see you in a pub at 11 a.m. Yeah. Just kicking on, <laughs> kicking on. Catching uh, up with Guru later, so uh, hopefully I might kick a few in him. Oh, the root, yeah. the great root, mate. Uh, what do you think? What do you? Where do you think rugby league is at right now? Like, do you think it's in the best space it's been? Obviously, there's always room for improvement, but even from a a 
from a content perspective, but also from a product perspective of the actual game. Where do you, where would you say, see the lay, lay of the land? The lay of the land. Uh, look, f- from a content perspective, we, we've certainly grown over the last uh, sort of five years, I suppose, five to ten years. I remember when I first started, there was like really hard to get some content out there. Mm. Um, you know, there was always obstacles in uh, copyright laws and, and things like that from, from a general content creator. Um, but the last five years definitely eased up. You see so much more content out there. Mm. You're seeing it on uh, a lot more bigger pages, um, especially international. So Sports Centre will show a, um, a massive hit or a, or a um, you know, great effort in a, in a trial or whatever. Mm. Um, so we're getting our name out there more internationally and it shows with like what they're doing with Vegas as well. Mm. So you know, people are like, just you know, give it up. All the naysayers are like, it's no use promoting it internationally, but I think there's definitely an avenue there because, you know, they've got massive sports in America that uh, like the NFL, but if you don't make it professionally, there's so many players that just sort of just go about doing nothing and we, there's a, definitely a talent pool that we could, you know, grow the game there as well. So I like where we're at. Um, definitely room for improvement, mm. but I wouldn't say we're we're bad or anything like that. I think the way we're going is, is, is good. Yeah. Despite, you know, what... You know, the media has a has a role when it comes around media rights time. They'll start talking down the game to lower the price and yeah. things like that. That's just tactics. So um, if you're smart enough, you can see past that. And I think overall, I, th- I love where we're at. Mm. I don't think um, the, the product on the field is, is good. You know, there will always be complaints. There will always be issues with uh, technology and things like that. But, you know, if we didn't have it, people would be calling for it. Yeah. We have it, people don't want it. Mm. You can never get it right. Yeah. So, um, but I, I personally love watching the game. I watch, you know, every single try and watch every single minute of every game. But yeah, um, yeah, I like where we're at. Yeah, it's uh, even the Vegas thing. Obviously, depending how much it costs, as long as we can break even financially, it's a massive win. Even if you're not considering exposure overseas, and you're just considering, what's more exciting, Vegas round one for the NRL or a split round for the AFL? right now like if you're just a normal fan that's going to like it's vegas the the yep. vegas hype has made it's made the afl react and split around yep. to try and get some eyes in brisbane and that um so as i said as long as financially we break even or even a tiny loss i reckon it's absolutely worth it they split the around like i laugh at the afl they split the around and taking games to brisbane and sydney but there's still games there like there's still nrl games on it's that bizarre. weekend yeah it's like yeah you're like you're not going to win and all you've done is taken away from your own round one yeah there's plenty of people buying up saying like what happened to their traditional friday night game or thursday night game to open the round there's mm. always traditional rivals that play that that weekend and then now they've lost that so bizarre. you know they're breaking away from tradition as well so i don't it doesn't make any sense to me like the do you, do you really think you're going to pick up so many fans that it's worth pissing off the fans that are diehard tradition? Like, I think that it's, and we probably shouldn't be talking about AFL because we don't know as much as we, you know, could know. But like, I I feel like it's an out of touch decision. Yeah. Because I don't think they've really appreciated like this is ritual for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. Like, genuine, their year revolves around. This is when I watch this game at this Correct. stadium or on TV or whatever. Well, like they've got, um, you know, their, their season ticket holders that are like, get ready for game one, round one every year. Yeah. And now they, they can't, they've got to wait an extra week and watch it on TV or whatever. Yeah. And even like you look at the, like they have the gather round in Adelaide. 
Um, I think they played at like three or four separate grounds. Yeah. One of them could only hold like 15,000 people. And you, you've got Magic Ground, which is, oh, mate. mate, you stay down the road, go to the Caxton, go to the, go to the footy, come home. Like, it's so easy. It's so much better. Every single game at every, <laughs> at, at the same round. At the was same that a Greenberg round. initiative? The Magic, Magic Ground? Ground? I think yeah, it was. Yep. What, a, what an absolute home run oh, that's yep. been. Yeah. So it was like, what is it, Magic Weekend or something? Or from the um, UK Super League originally. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's not an original idea, but it's a good initiative to do it. And I, I swear, like, it's got to stay. I'm a proud New South Welshman, yep. but it's got to stay in Brisbane. It's got to stay in Brisbane. Like, why? This, this is one thing we don't do well at rug, in rugby league. We get something great and we want to fucking change yep. it. It's just like, keep it. There is no other place that I can think of that is set up perfectly to have a magic round. Because like, even you look at the area that like certain stadiums are at, like let's say you want to do in Sydney, what you can do at a core. Yeah. Who, who is going to go around and sit at a core? Whereas in Brisbane, Suncorp, you can literally, you don't even need to go into the ground. No. You can just walk around and have beers and that and watch it on the big screen. You're literally like five minutes away from the ground. Yeah. So if you didn't even want to watch that game, you can go on Saturday, watch the first game, leave, go back to the Caxton, have a few scoobies, go back. Yep. And watch the second game, or watch the third game, or whatever it is, or even just go back at half time. Yeah. You just want to break, get out of there. Mate. But until they have, like, I think they sell out, they've sold out last year. But until they get a full crowd, like every year consistently, mm. then maybe talk about moving it. But yeah, agree. I wouldn't take it to a core. There's no other stadium that would hold, you know, that's a perfect stadium for it's great viewing everywhere. It's the, um, Transit getting in is good. Like, yep. it's perfect. It's literally built for it. And this idea, I just, and honestly, I think that if you took it like to Adelaide or Melbourne or, you know, even definitely New South Wales, I just don't think you'd sell as many tickets. 100% not. Because, like, at the end of the day, yes, there's more people in New South Wales, but at the end of the day, like, Queensland love rugby league more than New South Wales. Queensland fans, anyway, yep. I think, anyway, personally. So I just don't know whether you're going to have as, as much reaction. And look, people fly in, I get all that. But, like, I don't think you'd get the same pop from a Sydney crowd as you would from a Brisbane crowd for rugby league magic round. Even like we go there as a boys weekend mm. and <clears throat> look forward to it every year. Like we, we're booking it as soon as the dates are announced and stuff yep. like that. But even if I wanted to take the fan, like it's a great family event. Like yeah. we, we go there and, you know, just stay at the Caxton, move to the ground, back to the Caxton, back and forth all, all weekend. But even if I want to take the family there, it's a great, great area for it. There's plenty to do. There's plenty to see and, yep. and stuff to do. So... Just please keep it there. Oh, it's such a good weekend. Far out, it's such it a good weekend. so good. So how did you get into content? Or, or not even content, you know, what was it like growing up for you in regards to your love for rugby league? Where did you have your first kind of like, fuck, I love this game? Um, probably the, f the first time I played rugby league. Mm. Um, we, I grew up in a small country town, Forbes out in the Central West, and... Um, never, never played it like you know. You play backyard footy and stuff like that, but mm. never, never played it competitively until sort of late in my primary years, primary school years. Played my first game in in parks down the road. They had this festival. I remember um, Scott Goulet, mm. St George Great. He come he come out and ran a uh, festival of footy for everyone. And so we took a team over from there. And I just remember seeing this guy, and he was like seven foot tall, massive, huge shoulders. And I was like, who is this giant? And um, played footy with my mates, mucked around, had a, had a bit of fun. And then uh, saw him on TV playing for the Dragons. Mm. My old man was a Dragons <clears throat> fan. Watched him in the grand finals in 92, 93 and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm, I love this. 
and fell in love with it. So from then on, I was just like, just wanted to be around football. Mm. Um, we moved around a fair bit uh, as, as a young kid, but then settled in, in parks and played a bit of footy there growing up with, with my mates, um, just all junior footy with the parks basement. Mm. And just every weekend was dedicated to football. So yeah. grew up and just loved it. Wanted to, you know, every day wanted to get in and rip in and, yeah. and, and play a bit of footy. What position so. did you play? Oh, my big fella up front. <laughs> I, I transitioned one year from the uh, the fat prop number eight to the to the ten, which was a, a good year. But um, yeah, loved it up the front row. And uh, so you're a dragons man then? I was, yeah, yeah. So I was, was either that. Was oh, I am. Sorry, I am. I okay, am, okay. I am a dragons. No, okay. I won't. I won't jump off. I'll <laughs> the only time I said I'll I'll jump off is if the Western Reds come back in because I used okay. to love them as well All during, right. during the late nineties. Yep. Um, but I'd still always have something for the for the Dragons. My mm. old man was there. It was either that or the. Um, so did your old man play for the Dragons? No, 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 okay. no. He just he just followed him. Loved him. Um, me, old, uh, my pop was a, a Bulldogs fan. Okay, but he jumped off them uh, when they joined Super League. He mm. was he was massive, like very traditionalist, and mm. um, hated when they um, jumped to Super League and yep. for the money and all that sort of stuff. So <coughs> it was either them or uh, the Bulldogs. But around that time, he was. Um, more, more following my dad and and, yep. and jumped on the dragon. So, how's the dragons going, bros? Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, it's it's tough times, but um, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll have a solid year coming tenth or something this year. <laughs> so, okay, so you love the love footy. Who who was your player growing up? Like, you know, that you just like this is the man. Uh, Not even so, growing up, just overall. Yeah, like so, Scotty Goulet. I always say he was the he was my favourite player got me into football and stuff like that. Ricky Walford, anyone, anyone for the Dragons, Ricky Walford. Mm. Um, used to love him steaming down the sideline. And I love Joey. Mm. And, you know, any of the big superstars, Joey, Freddie, stuff like that. Mm. But um, I think everyone's second team for me was like Newcastle and watching, yeah. watching Joey run around was pretty special. Yeah, mate. He is just, he is such a, when you think of like how big his mythology is, yep. it is, it's unrivaled. Yeah. It really is unrivaled. Just like he can do some special things on the field that you just don't see. Like for a guy that was so small, mm. putting props on on their asses uh, regularly, not yeah. just like a once off. He was, and you know, wasn't just the in my opinion the greatest halfback. Like he could play you know hooker if he wanted to. Like not that he did, but you could put him up in the front row and he he'd, he'd do, still a job. do a job. You're right. So he um he like he's just. I would have loved to have seen him in today's science. Like today's yep. training, science, you know, injury relatively free. Like, you know, later in his career, I've got those injured. I just wonder what he'd do in a game. Like, because halfbacks have never been more protected. Yep. And it's, it's never been easier to be a halfback in regards to phys the physical side of things. It's, it's still not easy to be a halfback. It is incredible. But like, could you imagine Joey with the amount of time that guys like Cleary, Moses and that have to kick now because there's no pressure? Also wonder like maybe a bit of a negative like is it too would it be too structured for him? He was so like unstructured, just off the cuff. You know, I reckon he'd work it out. Oh yeah, like he, he was a he was a genius. Or do you mean more like he would get he wouldn't enjoy it because it's like too well, I think it's, yeah, it's, I think everyone would want to be too structured. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> if you get the right coach and just go, just let him be mm. in today's game. Mm. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, you know, great to see like something. Mate. Because, like, think about what he could do physically. Yep. Like, if he had the, you know, hectic training with all the science behind him. And also, if his career went into, like, 35 years old. Yep. Far out. I just imagine, like, imagine him. And also, could, the I've, fact that, that 
Oh, he just devastated that we missed Queensland's dominance came just after he retired. Yeah. Just like far out. I would have loved to see him because, like, when you think that he was an old man when he retired because of the injuries and stuff yeah. that he had and he'd been around so long. Mm. And it wasn't until, like, I listened to Guru, like, you didn't really see him into his, no. into his 30s, right? Yeah. And, yeah, imagine him lining up against, you know, Thurston, um, Slater, Smith, Lockyer. I think it changed in, everything. In that origin. And maybe, you know, because he, he was that, that 2005 series is, is the greatest yeah. uh, origin series for me. Well, he could have, if he's played till 35, he could have made it to nearly 2009-10. Yeah. Does so, that change the landscape, right? Oh, it, surely it does. Yeah. Surely it does. Uh, that, that, if that happens, if that happens, I truly believe it would be inarguably the greatest origin moments in history, like as in the rivalry. Yeah. Like, oh, yep. Because at the moment, you look at that eight in a row, and because they were so dominant, you just go, okay, there was a rivalry, but, you know, they just got dominated. Yeah. If Joey was there, it would have it's been different story. fucking unbelievable. Oh, take me back. <laughs> um, okay, so, so at what age did you, um, I guess, know that, in, did you always enjoy content? I know us growing up, you know, we didn't really call it content. Yep. Did you, were you, you know, did you love the internet? Did you spend a lot of time creating things? Like, when did you kind of know that you're decent at creating content? Yeah, and I, when sort of the internet came about, like, I think everyone was, you know, trying to download images of certain things and, and you got you got inspired and, and wanted to get involved. But I've always had that curiosity, I think, of mm. what can you do with this? Mm. Um, you know, I used to always love growing up, like, taking things apart and trying to put them back together again. Yeah. So I think it's that curiosity of like what is what's in this internet what can you do with it what um uh what what sort of now like social media what what can you use this for to um to, to benefit you know yourself and others so mm. i've always just had that curiosity and i was always like mucking around on computers and um just different things but i suppose when social media blew up in the in the around sort of the mid 2000s mm. um you know, Facebook and, and things like that always had, like, what, what can we do with this? But it wasn't until uh, I really sort of started developing. It was when I had my eldest um, eldest daughter and I took some time off to spend spend with her at home mm. and it was just mucking around with computers, mucking around with um, Photoshop and video editing and things like that. And I always had some um, – this guy uh, called uh, Tommy um, – MMA Tommy – yeah, he's on on YouTube, and he used to have this created character of this massive head, and his mouth would move up and down like a South Park yep. character, and he'd just have his takes on on MMA, mm. and I used to love that, and I was like, how can we create that and do that with with rugby league, and um, just started mucking around with that, and started doing some some Photoshop and editing, started posting on the internet, mm. people sort of started gravitating towards it, and eventually down the track would. Just start the. I started doing some other work with some other pages, mm. um, which would lead to doing work on my own. But when it sort of blew up, was did the, did a video. It was like Josh Reynolds had tripped um, Joel Thompson in a game, yeah. and I did a, a head swap with him and Desi, Paul McGregor, the coach, um, from a scene from The Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. And where he says sweep the leg, yeah. it's like Desi telling Josh sweep the leg, and he goes in and sweeps it, and. Um, I posted that just in a Facebook group before I had the pages or anything like that. Yeah. And Bo Ryan picked it up and put it on the footy show. Oh, and that was really? like the very first piece of content I'd really put out there. Yeah, wow. So then I was like, okay, maybe I've got a little bit of a knack for it. Yeah. 
And so then I just stuck with rugby league because I was doing stuff like MMA and, and WWE and things like that and just mucking around, having fun. Never really thought, oh, I could do this for a page or do yeah. this for a job or anything like that. It was just like, hey, let's have some fun, make yep. people laugh. And that's when it took off. So I was like, oh, maybe we got a little bit of a knack for it. So mm. started the started the roast and yeah, and just went from there. And so what jobs were you doing before you kind of got into content? So yeah, so when um, so like playing playing footy and stuff like that, and always had the desire to play rugby, like play NRL. Mm. Um, I was lucky enough to play some rep sides in Western Division and things like that out there. Mm. Um, got to travel to Fiji and play. Uh, against the Fiji and the national side, under yep. 19 side. Um, and then had an injury. Um, oh, that story of like, oh, I had an injury, I couldn't <laughs> But no, I was never never going to make it, but I still had that passion. But yeah, I had an injury around when I was 18. Mm. And so, you know, when you have an injury and you miss out on things like country championships and things that you would have played in and, and trials that you would have had with other clubs and things, mm. you start to get a bit, you know, depressed and, and you find alcohol and you find things like that. So mm. went through that rough time. Um, sort of gave up footy as well for a little bit, and then moved what was your injury it. again? Sorry, what's that? What was your injury again? I had a fr- I had a fract- I fractured the um, smallest bone you can in your wrist, oh, and for eighteen months I could not like couldn't get full function of my wow. wrist. I've still got the screw in there. It's because uh, they just had to keep on going in and, and fixing it. So oh, yeah. the smallest bone you think like a big bone or something like that, but because it was so small, it just kept on um, getting disrupted. Like yep. kept on moving it. So. Yeah, I missed about 18 months of footy, so it uh, it hurt. But, yeah. um, you know, there was other things in life as well. So yeah. I uh, moved into hospitality. Yep. Um, mum, mum had a, a delicatessen, so I went and worked for her and mm. then moved into bars, um, worked at a, a local pub at home and moved up to become the um, bar manager there. Yep. So I did that for a few years and then worked into retail, hosp- um, did hospitality as well, but retail like Harvey Norman and... And we became a beer rep as well. Oh, really? So, what beer were you a rep for? Uh, not a beer, sorry, alcohol rep. But yep. yeah, not not um, not just beer. So the local place at home just wanted to get into doing alcohol yep. distributor. Yeah. So then I would just travel around the Central West and stuff like that and go to pubs and clubs and, and try and sell them alcohol. So that was, that was a decent hell. job. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Apart from, you know, being, being lonely on the road and things like that, it, it didn't help. Was this pre-podcasting? Oh, yeah. This was... Because podcasting, you'd be fucking sweet. These days, you just chuck a potty on you. Yeah, good. no, you just had to listen to FM radio back then. Oh, yuck. Terrible. Um, no, we're talking, this would have been early 2000s. So, yeah. Or mid, mid-2000s. So, And then um, decided I actually needed a like a proper career. Yep. And uh, decided to move into, my wife was working, or my partner at the time was working um in finance mm. so i did a traineeship in in finance and worked myself into a bank manager role at home mm. i did that for about five or six years and it was around that time that i was doing that mm. uh, as a bank manager at, uh, at home that i started the roast so yep. i was doing it on the side yeah and i was starting to just get real sick of banking and yeah i can imagine wanted, wanted to change and banking and, and content creation it feels like it's like literally universes apart mate you you can't find content to create around banking. <laughs> like, you can't. It's not, it's not fun <laughs> Like, Yeah, it's, how could you do it? How nah. could you do it? Like, just in, inside banking jokes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, only, only people that work in banking would yeah, get it. Yeah, we'd get so, it. Yeah. So you're working in banking and you're doing NRL Roast on the side. What, how'd you come up with a name? And, like, NRL Roast is very, especially back then, that's a very specific angle. That's, like, roasting, fun, jokes, taking the piss. Obviously, it's changed 
a bit over time evolved into quotes and you know uh, information about rugby league stuff yep. all that kind of stuff but initially it's purely for fun yeah oh, 100 so uh we followed this guy uh, called mma roasted mm. um a comedian <clears throat> just um poke fun at uh, all the mma stuff so that's where the uh, i suppose the name sort of come from but also the Comedy Central roast. Yeah. Maybe you've seen like the one Charlie Sheen and Donald yeah. Trump and Pamela Anderson, all that sort of stuff. So massive on them. And it was just like, you know, everyone taking the piss out of each other. Mm. And that's what we'd sit there and do. We'd be sitting there watching footy, taking the piss out of each other and, and the players and in a fun way, not like yeah. bag, bagging them, but, you know, locker room stuff, right? Yeah. Lo- stuff that you'd say in the locker room. So uh, that's where the name sort of come about and, and just stuck. It was, um, you know... Initially, yeah, it was, you'd probably go a little bit harder. But mm. then as you know, your reach starts to get bigger. Yeah. And also, and I think, you just, I assume you, you know the players to a degree as well? Does well, that I know that hard? they, yeah, like some of them follow the page yeah, and yeah. stuff like that or share it. So it's like, they're seeing it, right? Yeah, so sure. you don't want to um, Have you had any issues with, with players? Oh, all? yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, really? And the thing is, I've always done it from a... a Trying to be funny. Yeah. Right? I've done it in a way that would try and make them laugh. But at the same time, like, my humour is not, you know, not everyone's like that. Yeah. Not everyone likes the piss taken out of them. Or and from, from their perspective, it's like, this is my life's work. Like, this correct. is like, yep. everything I've worked my life for, and you're taking the piss out of an error or something that's yep. happened. Yeah. Um, or, or like, I think I've quoted someone, um, like a senior player in the game, and he come in my DMs like calling me a coward and, and things like that. You quoted I, I actually got the quote wrong. Oh, okay. And I apologised and put out a thing saying I yeah, got, got it wrong, wrong, but it just never repaired and yeah. stuff like that. And I found out players have blocked the page and things like that. And it always makes me wonder, why? What have I done? Yeah. Like, but uh, I don't hang up on it. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I'm not crying myself to sleep overnight. Like, it's just... Do you see yourself as like... Because, because it says by a fan, for a fan. You're like, you see yourself more as I'm a fan, so I'm going to speak like a fan Correct. does to his mates. Rather, and if if there are players that don't like it, then that sucks. But at the same time, that's not the perspective I'm com- perspective I'm coming from. There's certain things that like we, you know, that you need to address and you need to talk about, mm. um, or, or give your opinion on, right? Mm. Um, but when it comes like a short quote or a 30 second post or something like that, is different to what you do with a podcast where you talk about it for an hour, or mm. you can actually explain in depth. So it's like. Sometimes that 30-second post is taken a bit out of context. Mm. Um, but, like, you know, if people have had issues, um, they've come to me, I've addressed it, and yep. or um, certain things are wrong, and I've put out retractions and, mm. and said, you know, okay, I was wrong on this one. Yep. You've got to own up to it. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, yeah, I've always just been a fan trying to get a fan's perspective mm. on sport and, and um, on the great game of rugby league. Yeah. It's uh, when when your first little run in with a player, were you rattled? Or oh just, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was like early days. Yeah, um, you think you just don't realise the reach mm. that, you, that you have and, and the stuff that gets out there. So um, I feel like it's like I mean I I don't know, but I feel like now it seems like now you've got a pretty good balance. At like I feel like. I don't feel like it's like a negative stigma towards the players. Again, I don't know because I'm not in the, the stretching sheds, but um, it seems like you've found that real sweet spot of humour, but I don't, I don't know. Am I wrong? Am no, I wrong? no, you're right, yeah. So, like, if, um, you know, if, you, if you go back to off-field incidences in the past, like, say, five years ago, mm. we might have addressed it and had a funny take on it or whatever. Yeah. Where now it's like... Okay, it's probably a little bit more serious. Mm. Um, 
maybe don't touch on it, just let it go through to the keeper. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, talk about another area that might sort of mention it, like, you know, in a way. Yeah. But don't address it, like, um, intently. Yeah. Uh, so it just changes the way, like, again, with the, the growth of the page, you've got to, just got to be careful of mm. what you target because there's defamation and, and things yeah. like that. Mm. Um, a lot of people will take it the wrong way. So just yeah. trying to find that balance is, mm. you know, it's been a learning curve as well. It's, it's, and it's a, it was a learning curve for me too. In You know, I used to be, I wouldn't say, I mean, I was never neg- like negative or anything like that, but I would be, I would care less about what I was saying. Like, I'd just be like, oh, this is funny or I want to say this. Um, and as you get bigger, you realise, and people go, oh, well, then you, you're changing the way you do things. It's actually not true. You're just getting smarter at the way it's being delivered. Correct, yep. You know, so... I have a strong opinions, but they're just set in a way that softens the blow a little bit, so yeah. that's not so hurtful to the player or, or whatever. Um, I can give you a couple of examples. Yeah. So we used to do some like fake tweets, oh, and fuck. back when PT PT was uh, playing Origin, yeah. there was um, that they'd won a game or something, and we put out a fake tweet. He was big on Twitter at the time, and. Yeah put out a fake tweet from him saying uh, like he celebrated with a certain player and a certain animal um, that yeah, was referenced okay. at the time. But yeah. it was in a, in a fun way as well. Yeah. It wasn't derogatory. Mm. He even said, he saw it, and he goes, look, it's funny, but it's not me. Yeah, and so don't Because it got picked up by Fox Sports as real and stuff like that. And we're like, shit, you know, I could be in big trouble here. But yeah. he came out and just said, look, it was funny, but it's not me. So yeah. he took it in, in um, a good way. There was another one we did about another player, and then we had – an agent come in saying they're going to sue us because of this. So it's like in in a very similar vein as well in a a comedic way. So, you know, players can just, you know, can take it the wrong way, can not see the humour in it, don't like the piss taken out of them. Mm. You know, like you said, that's their career. Yeah. And it's just trying to find that right balance. Finding the right players as well. Like if we have players interacting... I say we, it's just me too. So <laughs> yeah. I always say we I was for like, some Bruce reason. I got a team behind yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I've been hoodwinked this whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just finding the right balance and finding uh, the right players, the ones that interact with the, with the page, mm. uh, tend to, you know, obviously like the humour and yeah, like okay. stuff. So, you know, if we, we happen to see a player like it and comment or whatever, then we might down the track, you know, do something funny with them. Yeah, yeah. And take the piss out of them because they, they like it. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Again, it's just all about learning because yeah. you can, like, there's no one, there's no one on NRL roast page right now going, oh, it's not as funny as it used to be. It's like, no, it's, just, it's still as funny. It's just everything is delivered in a probably just a not a safer way. Safe is the wrong word, but just a more thought out way, I'd assume. Yeah, um, you know, there's ways like with TikTok now is like getting yourself in front of the camera a little bit more. Like I never used to, I never hid away from. I'm DMS and I own this page, yeah. so if anyone had an issue. I said, my name's Dean and, yeah. and you can contact me here or whatever. I never hid away, tried to hide or anything. But I, you know, I had a family and stuff like that. Mm. And I'd had issues with other pages and things like coming through and sending derogatory stuff and stalking and things like really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the what? guy that the guy that had um, NRL memes, which was oh, okay. had the issue with Mark Guy. This yeah. is actually oh, this is a funny story. So um, when he came out like because he'd posted the um, images and, and stuff of um, the, the stuff dealing with Mark Guy's family. And um, he then, we'd had issues about content stealing and things. So I'd been going back and forth. He actually posted up on his page that I owned NRL memes and I was the one posting all this stuff. And I could have, like, you know, 
sue for defamation, yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. But I was like, at the time, it was like just stressful. And I had a f- because he'd posted that, I had this phone call at like 10 o'clock at night. So it was like a Thursday night or something. Mm. Actually had a, a good night out for dinner. Was keen to throw the leg over with the missus. <laughs> and at 10 o'clock, I'm getting this phone call. Yeah. And I checked the voicemail and it's, hey, Dean, Mark Guy here. Oh, um, I, I think you need to call me straight back. Yeah, okay. So then I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Yeah. So pick up the phone, ring him. He, he, I called it over with him and worked, you know, told him the whole story and things yeah. like that. And then, you know, he worked out his side of it. But, yeah, there was issue with him because of the, this content stealing. He stalked my family, stalked what? my page. I found out all this information about me. Stuff that was easily accessible via yeah. the internet. And I hadn't been as um, careful in what I'd posted and things like that. Mm. Um, so that's why I've, I've hid away for a long time. Because like yeah. I, I was like, I've got kids. Yeah. I don't want them hearing about this sort of stuff or, or yeah. whatever. So, but I've never hit, like now it's starting to, you know, obviously get bigger and thing. Like I was saying with TikTok, you put your face to it. So mm. um, I've, you know, starting to get my face out there a bit more and, yeah. and do more content like that. Man, I'll just put the beak straight out there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Straight out there. Um, I mean, it's a bit hard, obviously, to play NRL and that. Um, yeah, that's... But that's, that's, the, that's what your page has always been about, right? It's been you. You're, you're the bloke in the bar. Yeah, and, yeah, for and sure. the podcast where for sure. mine's content. It's not not it's a podcast. Not, it's yep. like, we, yeah, we do a podcast now for mainly for content, right? Yeah. Um, but it's always just been just trying to do funny stuff. Yeah. Far out, that's, uh, you know, something that you don't really think about yeah. uh, on the internet, especially as, a, you know, for someone like yourself who it was basically just all about the content rather than your own person or your personalities in the content but you know what i'm saying um man that must have been did you think mate this is not for me like fuck this i don't oh, want to do this shit yeah like i contemplated several times like shutting the page down and that's why i do it every year like for for two weeks every year i just shut the down shut the page down yeah this meant like you know take it off like you can take it offline so people can't find it yeah and just go away with the family and just forget about it and clear the head really? and everything like that. Because I've always been like, what the hell? Enoros is gone. Yeah. <laughs> is he fucking being kidnapped and he's in Tahiti or something? Yeah. Well, I've always thought about like, oh, should I post up something saying I'm... I'm yeah, you don't want to be that up, guy. But you don't want to be that guy, yeah. right? So I was like, I'm just going to shut down. Yeah. I think that was... always good coming back and everyone goes, oh, where have you been? Yeah. yeah. I will say though, now that you've got your podcast and I'm not sure how big it is, that's probably somewhere where you probably do need to because you become part of someone's life. Like if I... If I took two weeks off and just stopped on the podcast, yep. the cars would be going, Kevin, where the fuck are you? Yeah. Well, I think our numbers are starting to rival yours, so maybe yeah. you know, I, might have to, I might have to think about that. But, but yeah. yeah, but I agree. Like when it comes to just social media, you don't, you just, you don't go, oh, hey guys, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'll be back in two weeks. But also at the same time, you're running a, a page that some people come to for entertainment. Yeah, for sure. Daily, make weekly, day, whatever. Day better, right? yeah. So when they come to it and it's not there it's like oh what's happened and not yeah. everyone knows that i do that right yeah so there's you know obviously you know people that are intent followers go okay he's shutting it down or whatever but yeah um yeah has the um the nrl been quite accepting or has it taken time to grow that relationship oh yeah it took took time so it took time for me too hey it took <laughs> yeah. time for me yeah. too so look th- this we haven't when i first started we were at, I was at war with them. Like, yeah. we wanted to push content. Like, you look at the NBA, the NFL, mm. they sort of just let everyone just, uh, anyone, post content. Like, if you're an average Joe, another media company, whatever yeah. it is. And to be fair, they're quite forward-thinking. Correct. Uh, compared to most, you know, for example, the UFC. Fuck, you put something up with them, you're getting stung. Correct, yeah. 
So like I'd I'd put out content and then it'd get taken down. Mm. Um, and I remember in the early days I I put up something it was a video and they came back to me saying you'll you'll have to take that down for some reason they they couldn't do it and um, I just went back to them with the copyright laws yeah, saying fair use fair use mm. and they actually came back saying oh, I'll get back to you on that one and then a week later they come back and went okay I can stay up so I was like they don't even really know. The copyright laws. And well, they didn't. Like, as in, this, we're talking, this would be five years yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm talking like five, six years yeah, ago yeah, when yeah. I was first first doing it. Yeah. And I was like, they don't really know about it. So maybe I can get away with it a little bit more. So mm. then I'd start pushing the boundaries, <laughs> pushing the boundaries. But it was like, I was not like, I'm not posting up a half, of, half a game of football. Yeah. I'm posting a funny crowd shot yeah. or the referee falling over yeah, yeah, yeah. or a player doing some funny whatever it was, right, yeah. and mixing it with something else. So And, like, really outside of, like, yes, you could generate income eventually, but you actually aren't stopping them from generating money. You're actually helping them generate more revenue. Correct. You're promoting it yeah. for them, promoting it for the other media places as well because mm. they'll see that highlight, well, not even a highlight, they'll see that clip and go, hold on, what's that from? And they'll try and source well, it out. The way I see it as well, and, and to be clear for all listeners, NRL have come a long way. Like they're, yep. well, for me anyway, they're great to deal with. And initially I didn't have run-ins like that, but they just didn't speak to me. Yep. And it was only, I think, two years ago they, they reached out. Um, so they're really, really good. To, I mean, I work with them now. I actually do TikToks from them. But the way I see it is this. Like, imagine how much the AFL would fucking kill to have the AFL roast, bloke in a bar, um, you know, the other pages, Rue. Yep. Like, they don't really – they've obviously got um, – Dylan Buckley has started to lean a bit more into it podcasting-wise, but they don't have any of that. They're starting to get a bit more. There's, yeah. like, a few smaller pages that you see starting to come through. Yeah. But even that, they're not about the game itself. It's yeah. more about – outside the game or like around the game. Yeah. Um, very rarely I see like a highlight from the AFL or something funny happen on the pitch and on the AFL. But I suppose I don't follow that many yeah. AFL pages either. Well, I, I, the way I see it as well is like, okay, league fans listening right now, imagine if like, you know, I disappeared, you disappeared, um, you know, Rue disappeared. Like, think about how less engaged you'd be with the game. 18 to 35-year-old male or, or woman as well. Um, they would be super, like way less engaged with the game. I'd be less engaged with the game. 100%. Um, because I, I don't, I don't, we don't consume the game the way 45 to 50, like I don't go down and get the Telegraph every morning and go, oh, what's going on here? Like I go on Instagram or Facebook yep. and get my news from Roasty or whoever, you know? Or if you're, if um, there's been plenty of time, like you, you, you obviously watch plenty of football, right? Mm. But there's Saturday nights that you want to go out for dinner with the missus or do something different, right? Well, actually... Yeah. <laughs> Do you do it like me? Do you just shut yourself off in like from Thursday to Sunday? Well, so when me. we met, so when when we met, and I'm glad that I met her when I was a bit older of a man because then I could have tell her exactly what I expecting standards. Whereas I, when I was younger, I would have been like so like shocked that such a hot chick was even interested that I would just be like, whatever you want, man. Um, I told her like this is my career, and you know if you if you want to live uh, an extraordinary extraordinary life, you must be willing to do what other people aren't. And one of those things is, if we're at dinner and the footy's on, the phone is on the table and I'm watching the footy. Uh, and she has literally never complained once. Matter of fact, we were in Paris. So we're in Paris and we go to this restaurant that is, honestly, needed, I needed a mortgage to pay for this shit. <laughs> Couldn't believe it when the bill came. So this inc the crazy, like all these people go to this restaurant, but the problem was Australia versus New Zealand was on. <laughs> So I had to have this. So anyway, so I'm, I'm in this fucking 17,000 star restaurant and I've got the, and I'm watching the, she's actually got a video of it. I'm watching Australia versus New Zealand, Cam Murray, hot boy just doing his thing. Uh, 
and all the waiters and waitresses were filthy at me because they're like it's a crazy michelin restaurant and i'm watching sport and they're like you know i'm with this beautiful woman and I, apparently i'm an arrogant piece of shit and i was like hey this is what got this freaking restaurant motherfuckers so let's just relax <laughs> but anyway i digress it's not about me it's about you but oh i've continue. got a similar we for my honeymoon we went over to uh europe to, uh, 2010 and it was um poorly planned um finals time yeah it was around very September. poorly planned very poorly planned. <laughs> no, i didn't plan it um and we were getting back the week before the grand final but we were there, over there for the preliminary finals mm. and dragons played west tigers in uh in the in the prelim and meant to do a tour around venice and i had to i just slipped off the tour found this internet cafe and you couldn't watch it but all i was watching <laughs> i was sitting in this internet cafe just watching the score update on no Earth. way in venice in venice <laughs> everyone else is doing a tour around venice i'm just sitting there just watching um the score update like, i'm not even watching the game just this watching the score, score tick over like, no you know. way so, oh wow wow that is great and so there's a obviously you know the missus is okay with it because you do it otherwise yeah, you wouldn't yeah. do it oh i know um shout out to shout out to the missus because she's been so understanding yeah uh initially it was obviously a shock to the system like okay i've got to now watch you know football from thursday to sunday and mm. there's not much that gets done like everything's planned around football season yeah now, so we don't do much during but it's it's fine like you'd rather do stuff during summer anyway mm. right um, stay in during the, the colder months and um, but yeah she's so understanding and we, like I have the kids and stuff that I can now do stuff during the week with them mm. and just focus on the footy and uh, it's hard to call it a job sometimes but yeah I know it's it's very hard to call it a job um, it's funny I, when I like younger not even younger when I was from like eight yeah I don't know 18 to like 25 or so whenever people would do speeches like athletes would get awards or a movie star would get an award or whatever they'd be like i just want to thank my wife like wouldn't be here without her and she's you know she's so good and i always be like man shut up man it's you that got that role it's you that did the work it's not until you actually have a wife or a long-term partner that supports you that you realize oh hang on a sec they're 100 percent right 100%, if yeah. i didn't have this incredible support there's no way i would have the luxury of doing what i'm doing yeah. um and so, like the thing is too like i said She's understanding that that's where the majority of money comes from now. Mm. Um, and, but I'm also, instead of working a nine to five where I couldn't go to the kids' assemblies, yeah. I couldn't drop them off at school and pick them up. If they're sick, they can come home with me. Yeah. But also, like, recently I had a, um, some work up in the Gold Coast to do. Mm. I took the family up there. Yeah. Booked the hotel with them. They had a bit of a holiday mm. away. Got work. Gold Coast, and, God's country, baby. Yeah. God's country. And... Also got my oldest daughter involved. Like mm. she's starting, she's picking up the mic and she's starting oh, really? involved, which is that's like awesome. a very special moment. Like yeah. I have some pretty good moments throughout the roast. Yeah, that's probably a highlight. Is now I've got my daughter who's starting a bit of the same uh, sense of humour as me as well. Yeah. So you know, I call a little roasty. Yeah. And even the people that I was working for, like calling her that, and she's there talking to people. That's hectic. So it's that's, know, that's so good. That's the benefit of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't. Ha I wouldn't have that if. You know, um, the, the the wife didn't sacrifice a, a lot for me to do yeah. it. So yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, my you. baby Rain will be joining the panel of the Monday Review Show next year. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the insights. <laughs> His head is yeah. drooling everywhere. Um, and I'm you know, like, you just just sit him up and then just have like a mouth moving, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. superimposed. And it's yeah. like it's like it's Cooper Cronk and Maddie John's hectic insight, and it's a mouth moving yeah. on his thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Rain really knows rugby league for a one-year-old. Um, yeah, very, very supportive partners. So anyone enjoying the roasties content, just just 
pour one out for the wife. Say thank you. Correct. Yeah. Say thank you. Cheers. Um, okay, so you start the the page, and uh, it, it's building momentum, building momentum. At what point did you go? Oh shit! This is actually, you know, gonna be something and having an impact on the rugby league culture. Um, it, it blew up so quick. Mm. Um, when I when I first started, twenty seventeen, I think within the first. It was mainly uh, Facebook focused then. Within the first 12 months, I had like 50,000 followers. Mm. And I was looking at the other pages, I'm like, I'm quarter of the way there. And they've been doing it for, you know, since 2010 or something like yeah. that. So I was like, oh, this is, you know, um, starting to take off. And I knew it very early. Um, mm. Again, when I first started, it was just like just posting, you know, what I thought was funny. Yeah. And I saw other pages, they just post the same old shit, which was, you know, Bulldogs would lose. They put up a packet of tissues with the Bulldogs logo. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and I was just like, I saw that multiple times. Like, there's so much more we can do. Yeah. And I was a fan of like Bleacher Report and, mm. uh, like I said, Tommy Toehold that would do um, other creative stuff with the head swaps. Mm. And that's where I had a bit of an angle. Mm. So, um, you know, I'd wait for, have something prepped, like storyline wise, what was happening in that game, and I even have it prepped, ready to go, right on full time. So mm. that was always my, I suppose, my advantage was. Uh, I was very quick at it. Yep. My wife hates that I was quick as well, but that's another story. <laughs> it's, an um, it's an advantage for you, not for her. Yes. And so, like, I knew from very early on that, you know, what I had was um, a little bit different and mm. a different angle than what other people were doing. Um, Where do you source? Because it's not like you just have it all sitting on a hard drive, I'd assume. Where do you source all your stuff from? Like, I know there's a page that you can go to where you can type in, like, funny and like memes will come up like gifts will come up and you can just like pick this pick this pick this where do you source all your stuff to because it happens quite as you said quickly yeah um there's a like one i found recently was like a movie quote database yep so if i have something in my head that's like a quote mm. then i'll search that and find what movies are from yep or it's just that you know i love movies I love watching all these different comedies yep. and stuff like that. <clears throat> Spoof stuff where they're taking the piss out of each other as well. That mm. works. Mm. Um, and it's funny, like now, I can't watch a movie without making five or six references on my phone. Like Knowing this, that, this yeah. time when he says this, that could yeah. be used for yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's where the database is now. It's like just referencing stuff that I've recently seen. And the culture's changed so much now. It's so many like memes have just taken over and yep. different formats of different memes and things like that. But mm. back in the early days, it was just watching a movie, finding a funny part from it, remembering to use that for uh, a certain result. Yeah. So like if, you know, a team come back or a team choked, um, whichever angle you wanted to take, yep. um, I'd always find, have a scene ready for that. Ready to go. And just or, either have... Um, reference points within a video made yeah. and then I could just add the heads in and so then it might only take 10 or 15 minutes of editing at, at the end of the game to get yeah. it out as soon get as possible. It it's, um, yeah, because like when I was he like pretty heavily, not heavily into memes, but every single picture you see or something happens, you go, boom, that could be a meme. Boom, Correct. that could be a meme. And, yep. and it, honestly, it nearly ruins your experience because what you're thinking about is that could be a meme. Now, obviously, we don't do as many anymore. We still do it sometimes, but we're more time goes into obviously the podcast and that um okay so so you would have been at a, oh no you, you hit about fifty thousand, but then fifty thousand is very different obviously like two hundred thousand, and, and yep. you, i guess you're getting people that are regularly coming to your page and that is that when did you get to quit your full-time job and just go this is what i can do full-time freelance and that kind of stuff mate it was it was like fate so 
Um, started the page in 2017, mm. February 2017, and in February 2019, I was made redundant at um, the bank I was working at. Yeah. And at that point, like, I just did not want to be there. I actually yeah. threw the interview, oh, hoping really? that I'd get made redundant because oh, really? I wanted to try and go into content. Yeah, I knew that yeah. if I was made redundant, I could probably do 12 months, even if I didn't get paid a single cent, yeah. that I could last 12 months of doing content and hopefully make some money from that. Mm. I threw the interview, like went in and just was like, yeah, whatever, this, that. And then my boss came out, it was, oh, such a, it was such a close decision between you two. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy must have been, no, he's a good friend. The other guy, and he's doing so well there. But, um, and the day I got made redundant, the very next day I had a phone call from a friend saying, um, mate, we know you're doing stuff with the roast, mm. but would you be interested in doing some work with us? Mm. And I was like, this is just Far fate. Out. So um, told him I was made redundant, Got um, did some work with them for about three months. Yeah. Went to, uh, well, I finished up at West, at my bank the week of Magic Round, the yep. very first Magic Round. No way. And I was like, I'm taking a couple of weeks off. Going to Magic and just enjoying myself. Yeah. End up meeting the team that I was working, doing some contract work for. Mm. And they came to me with a contract just saying, here's a, like, oh, the, the stuff I was doing before that was just ad hoc. I'd throw them um, some stuff every week and they'd send me, send me some money. It wasn't yeah. a contract situation. But I met them at Magic Round and they were like, we want to offer you a contract for yeah. six months until the end of the year. Oh. I was like, this is perfect. So oh, yeah. did that and I've been with them for five years now, yeah. just doing um, contract work with them, which has enabled me to then continue doing the roast mm. and build that up to have partnerships of its own and, and yeah. things like that. Um, where do you think, what's the next step for the roast in regards to, you know, I know you stepped more into podcasting to a degree and, and as you know in content, you've always got to be evolving. If you, if you get yep. stale, you know, you, you can get comfortable and get stale, but you've always, oh, podcasting's a little bit different because like you listen to a podcast like radio shows have lasted 20 years. So that's a little bit different. But online, in the internet, you've got to keep, just keep it fresh. Keep what's, the, what's the next step? To be honest, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and I think that's probably a good, I'll just like whatever is, is a trendy thing to do in 12 months time, then if that fits the, the thing that I want to do, then I'll, I'll jump in with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to keep creating. The, the best thing about it is that because I have a content contractor, um, do content via contract mm. elsewhere and just be able to do this by myself. It enables me just to find partners that want to create similar content. Mm. So not just run ads and things like, and nothing wrong with running ads and, and things mm. like that, but ads on uh, social- he, he just nearly made him lose his job. Yeah. <laughs> ads on social media are totally different to ads on yeah. podcasting and things like that. They're, they're, you need ads on podcasting to, to keep it going. Yeah. Ads on yeah. social media, people pick up so quickly that yeah. it's an ad. Yeah. Whereas if you do a branded content and send, you know, I might go to Magic Round and go around asking people some random questions, but it's sponsored by, you know, XYZ mm. and, mm. and um, doing that. That's what I want to do is continue building those partnerships with brands that have similar. Well, I, I try to, when I deal with um, companies, I try to explain it like it's like a Trojan horse, Trojan horse method where basically you're, they think they're getting this cool, fun content. Like, yep. Perfect example, Menulog. Mate, the engagement with the Menulog sponsorship we have on the podcast is unbelievable. Yep. Hungriest player of the of the week. It is genuinely like shocking how engaged people are to it. They lo like The amount of people that actually enjoy it, it's just exactly what you said. It's because they're getting something that they can enjoy. But rather than going, 
you know, menu log is the best, you know, yeah. this, that, and the next thing, they're actually getting something for Correct, it. Correct, yeah. So um, this year we I did Roasty's Rewind, which mm. was a recap of the week's games. Yeah. Um, thanks, um, thanks to one of the TV partners. And that enabled me to get some vision mm. as well, which mm. has been such a, you would know, been such a tough I just stayed to. away from it. Eh? Vision for me, like, uh, I, I, now I've got permission now. As I said, the NRL have been fantastic and, you know, I've got permission to do it now. But, yeah, it, it used to be tough. So it's talking about being tough. Like, I did, I recreated a, when they wanted to do the uh, bring back Tina Turner, Simply the Best, I did a mashup of that saying, we like, the old ad with mm. new footage. Mm. And just it was a promotion, like, and put Literally it out there, promoting. and everyone loved it. Yeah, had an email from them saying you need to take it down. You've got five days, so I got the shits big time. This yeah. is probably not my best moment, but I took that down and I added in all the bad stuff that happened around rugby league. So it was like players getting arrested, players, whatever it was. Oh no! And, it was, and I was like, yeah, I, I regret it now. I'm trying to help. I'm promote promoting it. the game. Yeah, yeah. I got angry and just did that. Yeah, and it actually went better than the original. Whoa, and then yeah, I was like, but yeah. then they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it because it wasn't using any new footage. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, it's it's so I you know as I said like I've got a really good relationship with the NRL. They're in such a weird spot because it's actually not them that is. Um, really, well, usually it's not them that's anal about that. It's actually the networks. Correct, yeah. Saying to them, we pay hundreds of millions of dollars for that footage and you've just allowed some nobody in a fucking garage or an ex-player or whatever. I mean, they're both nobodies. <laughs> the beak was nobody before the bloke in a bar started. Um, you know, just use the content. Yeah. And just, we've just, so what are we paying for then? So they just hundred percent. Oh, I understand yeah. where that where they come from. It yeah. is just frustrating because you oh, see man. how much it's built up other sports and how well they've done, and the fact that you're actually doing it for free, trying to help promote the game. Well, put it this way: you do you know how? Like, let's say four years ago, Ko came to us, and I'm just using Ko randomly, and said you can use all our footage whenever you want. All you got to do, because oh, I, I think I even reached out to him. anyway, because I said, look, just allow us to use the footage, but we'll put a watermark in saying subscribe to Ko. Yep. Do you, many, do you know how many people we could have got to sign up to KO if they had done that five, six years ago? Oh. Like, That'd genuinely, hundreds of thousands. Yep. Um, and it would have been free for them at yeah. the time. At the time, obviously. It's going to cost something now, but, you uh, know. But at the time, it would have been free. Yeah. And it's because it's promoting the game. It's promoting the game. Yeah, like, how hard is it now for them or how much money do they spend now on social media marketing? Yeah. That could have been for free. And when there was that massive crackdown and all the, like, little highlight pages got smashed and deleted? Yeah. That, that was sad because that was genuinely like teenagers in school, a lot of teenagers that love rugby league, putting up highlights of Kalen Ponga yep. and just got smashed. I remember that was the reason on Facebook we were oh, – I was the NRL roast. I had to change it to roasted rugby league. Mm. And then uh, for some reason the Instagram never got hit or anything like that. But um, now the Facebook – I think you, you might have the same issue. You can't change it. You're the locker room. Yeah, I can't change it to black. You can't change because you get so to yeah. a certain amount of – you know, you followers and things it. that you can't change it, but um, it's still roasted rugby league, you know, roast, it's close enough. What, what I will say is, is like, I was similar to you, you know, a few years ago where it pissed me off. Like, I'd be like, are you serious? Like, I'm helping the game. Trust yep. me. Like, without guys like us, 18 to 30-year-olds are going to disengage in the game, I promise you. But as you, when you actually meet the people, you know, at the NRL or KO or Nine or whatever, and they explain their side, even though you're like, look, I still disagree, you can understand where they're coming from as well. Yep. It's like anything in life. If when you actually sit down and speak with them, 
you usually come away with going, look, I disagree, but I, t- I understand, understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think social media has come a long way. Massively, massively. You can actually, if something's out there on the internet now, then you can use it. Mm. Um, you can, and if they want to send a thing to say that you can't, you can actually, there's a box that you can tick saying it's actually out in the, um, I forget the exact wording, but it's like out in the open area yep. um, that you're using it and you're giving credit to the original creator. Uh, creator. Yeah. Um, as long as you put that in the in the um, description, you're yeah, right. You're sweet. No, they they've been. They, I reckon it's probably been the last two or three years. Yeah, I think they've been right. really good. Everyone, Nine, Ko, yep. Fox. I think everyone's been They're quite starting good. to get it. They're yeah, for to get sure, media. for sure. And understand that, like you know, and look, we're, we're nowhere near as big as like Nine and all Ko. So I'm not sitting here saying that, but also understanding that, like we're actually we're here, we're here to help and we're really reasonable. Like if you know, we we'll work with you. We want to yeah. work with you. So. Is I, I personally think in this area, NRL is actually much better than the AFL, um, in like the social media content area. Yeah. Uh, I act, when you when you include myself, the great Rue, I actually think NRL's got a leg up on the AFL as a game. AFL obviously is in a better position because they've got the stadium and blah blah blah. But I reckon content wise, I reckon NRL's quite a ways ahead at the moment. It's actually like probably one of the best things to view on social media, like the highlights, hits. Yeah. The, the, the um, acrobatic tries. AFL's a, you want to go there to the game and mm. watch it live. Yep. The TV's not that great. Well, I, so. I even mean like, yeah, the highlights, but I'm talking about the content that's created. Like who in the AFL is creating memes every day about the AFL? Like yeah, that's yep. a big page. Like that does it on a regularly consistent basis. Like not really. There's not many. No. There's not many. Like who in the NRL is, is an alternative way to get your news, but also a bit of fun stuff. Not really in the AFL that I'm aware of. Um, and to be in NRL and nine ko and fox's defense like they could have gone even harder if they wanted to oh, you yeah, know what i mean and yeah. they, they they didn't and that that's what's created the environment which has allowed us to to be where we're at yeah um but i agree in regards to the highlights i agree with you too I, it's actually the big reason why i think the ufc has grown so quickly is because it is the perfect sport for social media the yeah. perfect sport now i know this fucking i know they sting you and they don't allow you to put post any knockouts in that but a 15-second clip of a goat bloke getting knocked out or choked out, and that it's like the best content in the world. I think recently they had a UFC event that they actually sent out things saying, if you want to clip anything from this up, you can. Oh, so it's really? like a test test thing. Yeah. Because we got an email, and it was like uh, so the company that I contract to, they got an email saying that if you want to use anything in there, go for it. Yeah, okay. Because normally it would be shut down or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we like, okay, everyone get, gather around, like let's, you know, work out as soon as this is over, what could we do afterwards and get some content out for it. Mm. Um, and I think they actually came back saying the numbers on that were phenomenal. So I th- yeah. hopefully it'll change. I remember I had an interview with Volkanovski three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago, and it was just talking about his fight and it was just in the background, like, two minute highlight clip of the fight he was talking about my page got shut down for three days yeah crazy and i'd never been struck before nothing they had so much power that it got shut down for three days yep far out i was stinging it's absolutely stinging i've also had an interview with uh, alex falconowski on roasted podcast (laughs) (laughs) um mate i ask all the boys this favorite rapper of all time favorite rapper um i can't go past Probably Dr. Dre or, or Eminem. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, a, it's a tie between those two. I, they were probably the most influential like, ones that I listened to. Like yeah. I was probably a bit late to, to Dre when, when I started getting into it. Yeah. You go back and listen to it, but then 
um, Eminem was just starting. Yeah. And you say, then you follow that. Yeah. You feel a bit more connected. Yep. But yeah. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Um, so tough with so many different genres, right? Um, I'll say my favorite, like, I love all the spoof movies. Mm. Um, anything by Mel Brooks. One of his favorite, one of my favorites there is an old, old one you might know, but it's Blazing Saddles mm. back in the, um, might even be the 70s. Uh, hilarious and a little bit of, um, a humorous take on some of the racial issues and things of the time. Yep. Um, but other than that, it's probably Goodwill Hunting. Oh, it's Love a great that. movie. Great, great movie. Um, Robin Williams in that and Matt Damon. That's Robin Williams' best performance. Oh, ever. mate. Just that speech he gives him. What about when he's talking about how, um, like, you don't know anything about pain or suffering and when and he talks about his wife and that unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mate, goosies. such a good, such a good role. Um, and just quickly before we finish, you're a huge WWE fan. What's your thoughts about WED right now? It's it's starting to build back up. Yeah. It's, so creatively, um, Vince has been, you know, overshadowing a lot of it. And mm. now he's sort of moved on and Triple H has come in. Mm. And Triple H is such a – he's my greatest uh, wrestler of all time. My Better than wrestler. Austin 316. Yeah, I love – like, no, so there's – Stone Cold, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the goat. Um, yeah, I, I love Triple H because he was a – the best heel of all, like at the time, mm. but he could also be the best good guy. So, yeah, okay. Um, that's what I loved about him. But um, yeah, so he's gone. Triple H is in. He's such a student of the game. He knows that he gets it so well. Yeah. And I can just see some of the stuff that he's doing will eventually bring it back up to to be what it once. Like it'll never be in the nineties. Not like the late 90s, early 2000s, because we had two rival things. It's starting to get there. And I think it'll be close. And yeah. when you have good rivalry, you get the best out of both companies. So yeah. there's AEW and WWE, yeah. probably the two big ones. And I just see them starting to flourish. All right, uh, mate. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, mate, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure. Boom. Dunskis. Thank you.